Welcome to episode 8 of Scare Zone, Halloween Horror Nights podcast. I'm Logan Seculo, and I've kind of lost my voice, and joining me today, Mr. Chris Ripley. Hey, Chris. Hey, Logan. How you doing? I'm all right. I just did a marathon. This is my fourth <laughs> audio recording today. We did two episodes of WWE today. I got another interview later on, so if my voice sounds a little hoarse in this part, I apologize. Uh, it's just been a long morning of, uh, of me talking so if you want to hear two, pretty much two hours of me talking about my trip report on WDW Today, you can go over there later on and hear it in two, a two-parter. But uh, you know, we, we're here to talk Halloween Horror Nights, not talk Disney, not talk anything else. And Scott, unfortunately, again, back with the WWE, hard to nail down, but he'll probably be on the next show. It's just been a, a, a tough time to get him because the man is working it and booking all these matches and having a lot of fun uh, doing it. So we'll, we'll definitely get him on at least the next show. And uh, unfortunately, we couldn't get him on today. But Chris... Been a little quiet in the world of Halloween Horror Nights. It has been, yeah. I mean, there's been a bit of news coming out of the West Coast, but not a lot on the East Coast. Yeah, so nothing on the East Coast since we last talked. Now I'm saying that, as we always say, tomorrow there will be. And when this episode goes live, it will there'll be the biggest, greatest announcement ever on Tuesday or Wednesday. So unfortunately, that's just kind of how it rolls because we're not privy to that information. We may be privy to the information that will be coming, but we won't, we're not privy. Not uh, we were not privy to any of uh, the announcement timeline. But Hollywood, we don't talk Hollywood very much, but Hollywood made a pretty pretty big announcement. Yeah, uh, Freddy versus Jason, the house that we had last year. Yeah, which you guys seem to really enjoy. So uh, so they got Freddy, Jason, they have Leatherface as well, right? Yeah, they do, yeah, Leatherface. Uh, Exorcist. Got The Exorcist and Halloween, same as us. So Okay, so very similar lineup this year. Now, we did hear from Mike that uh, you know the creative teams don't necessarily—they they show each other what they work on, but they're not necessarily the same houses. No, no, definitely not. So, so if you want to go to both, you're not going to be seeing it. Or some people that may be like, "Oh man, Hollywood's getting the same stuff." Don't worry, we all know that Florida has a better team. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, not not a whole lot of news in the world of Halloween Horror Nights, and today we do have a really cool special guest. Uh, we've been really blessed to have some amazing interviews with people from Halloween Horror Nights, whether it was Mike, whether it was Jason Sorrell, uh, you know, whoever comes up. And we have some that are in the can. Like I interviewed John Paul Kurtz. He was like the first or second guest I ever interviewed. And we just haven't had, had the show yet to get to it. We'll get to that hopefully next uh, because every week something really cool happens and someone reaches out or hears the show or a friend of a friend. There are a lot of people that want to do the show that can't aren't even allowed to do the show. We can't talk about that, but shout out to them. I know they're listening. Uh, you know, so it's been really great to experience this, but a person who really kind of, uh, Chris, you connected me with was uh, our, our new friend, Jason Ryan Perry. Yeah, one of the actors who has played Ted for the longest time at Halloween Horror Nights. He was 2008 to just this past year. So for a lot of the people, it's been their Ted for their whole run. That's right. A lot of people wouldn't would not have known any other Ted. So and he's a very kind of iconic, easy guy to kind of spot out. You put a lot of people in that costume, like okay, but he really brought a lot of energy to that role. Ted is my favorite of Bill and Ted, uh, mainly because his last name is Logan, and I always uh, I always enjoyed Keanu in those films. And he sat down with me earlier uh, last week, and we did about straight half hour on the behind the scenes of the Bill and Ted show, which, like I've said before, was my entry point to the whole event. Uh, that's what got me there the first time was to see Bill and Ted because I just loved those movies. I was a film school geek at the time, and I loved that kind of humor, and I still do love those movies. And that's what brought me there. And you know, I, t- I talked to this, and, and I think it's interesting to bring up with you too, Chris, is what I find cool about Bill and Ted is you know, we have all these icons and these characters that we see every once in a while. Jack will reappear every couple of years or Chance this year. Uh, Bill and Ted, as far as I know, the only characters that have been there every year. Apart from the first year. 
Yes, apart from the first year, but but on a regular basis, they are they will be there every year. They have been. I mean, they've been the mainstay of the event. I mean, long before Jack was even created, Bill and Ted right. were there. I know, obviously, in Hollywood, they've stopped doing the Bill and Ted show now, uh, yeah. which is unfortunate. But in Orlando, it's still going strong, and all things point to the fact that we will have it again this year. Yeah, I mean, I from what you can kind of hear, it's happening this year, and, and I don't see it going away in Orlando. You know, I love that show. I love the Bill and Ted show. And actually, you talk about other people that were, you said long before Jack, but long before Jack was Jack, you know, James was Ted. That is true. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't realize that, but uh, the James, who's played Jack uh, since Jack began, uh, before that, he he obviously worked at the park and played a, a number of you know huge amount of different roles, but one of those was Ted. Yeah, still playing huge roles at the park, but yeah, he was one of the first Ted's, if not the first, or maybe first or second Ted's. I think, um, and and he'll you know hopefully we'll have him on at some point to tell those stories. I think but it was second. I second could be wrong. Yeah. yeah, I forget who said who was first. It's somebody that I remember we we talked about it in one of the old episodes. Who was the first Ted? But I think he was he was he was right there really early, and uh, you know it, it's just cool to see those kind of lineages kind of carry on and see these characters that really. Uh, created one really huge, not even huge, a really successful film, and then one not a successful sequel, which I actually really enjoy still, The Bogus Journey. Um, they were revived by Julie Zimmerman and have had a life for 20, this will be the 25th year. This 20, is you know, their anniversary, that, yeah. Yeah, see, so Halloween Horror Nights 25, whatever, I missed that. But I'm here really to celebrate <laughs> Bill and Ted 25. I'm going to make up Bill and Ted 25 merch. We're going to rock and roll. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but this interview, guys, if you've always, ever wanted to know the history of, not necessarily history, if you ever want to know the behind the scenes of the Bill and Ted show from how you get into it and how the entire process works, uh, we we really dove into it with with Jason. He was a great guy. I'm sure we'll have him on in a future episode. Uh, and it was just a lot of fun. And it was cool to see you know his take on, uh, from his point of view, the Bill and Ted show and what it means telling Horror Nights. We also, we posted on our social media for listener questions and we got a bunch and we did answer a bunch. So towards the end of the show, you'll hear some of those listener questions. And if you ever have a question for one of our guests or for us, uh, feel free to send us a tweet or a post on Facebook. I will uh, take those all into consideration. We answered most of the ones I got before we recorded uh, on the air. So you could do that. Our Twitter is SZ, like scare zone, S, like my last name or whatever, SZ podcast, Instagram, same thing, SZ podcast. And we're getting some cool pictures up there. Travis, who actually got to meet last week. Thanks, Travis. Um, he posts some cool pictures and I post from time to time as well. And on Facebook and our website is just scare zone. So just search for scare zone or facebook.com slash scare zone, scare zone.com. If you like, I plugged away, but really we want this to be a two way street, interact, be a part of this thing. And we're coming down to Orlando. We hope to meet a lot of you guys. Uh, when we're there. And thank you for all of your love and support. Um, but Chris, do you think we should go ahead and get to the interview? Uh, yeah, definitely. Let's let's get to this. All right. Here is our time with, we'll call him Ted 2005 to 2008. <laughs> A little bit of inside this character studio in some way, but we won't make this one official. We'll get him on later for that. Here's our interview with Jason Ryan Perry. People mainly know you as Ted. People, and by people, I mean us you know, crazy Halloween Horror Nights fans. But uh, that wasn't your first gig at, at Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, no, I actually started off as a scare actor. Um, 2003 was my first year at Universal. It was my first job there. Uh, I was going to school at UCF. I just started going to school there. And I was walking by the student union. And I saw a sign that said Halloween Horror Nights auditions. And it was weird because probably about a month before that, I was, 
I was curious about it. I was like, I know there's got to be jobs for it. There's there's tons of people that work it. So I just didn't know how it worked. And so I was walking by and I, I decided to audition. I said, why not? Uh, I ended up working in the Jungle of Doom Very uh, nice. house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it was okay. It was interesting. It was, it was an outdoor house that they had in the Jurassic Park area of Islands of Adventure. Um, and I was like a tribal warrior, like on a stage. Uh, I didn't get to do a lot of scaring. I guess I was like a distraction piece or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had a blast. It was it was a lot of fun. And uh, I ended up being a scare actor for another two years after that. Uh, and then switched things over and tried out the management side for a couple of years. Uh, then decided I was going to try out for the Bill and Ted show. And uh Lucky enough, I got it. <laughs> well, to back up a little before then, because you obviously work in the event before becoming Ted yourself, uh, were you a fan of the show or were you going to the show each year? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I remember uh, when you're a scare actor, you don't get a lot of free time to, to watch the Enjoy show or it. go to yeah. the event. Ex- exactly. Uh, so I remember coming to the event before and seeing the show and just thinking how amazing it was. And then uh, I want to say it was 2007. It was my last year as uh, a manager there. I was an assistant stage manager uh, for the Psycho Scarapy House. And I remember seeing the very last show of Bill and Ted that year for that run. And uh, and I just thought to myself, I was like, I have to do this show. Like, it's amazing. Like, I knew a bunch of people in it. And, and just to see how much fun they were having and how much fun the crowd was having and how involved everyone was, uh, it was amazing. I knew I had to be a part of it. So when it came down to it, obviously that was the last year of whoever was Ted before you were. Were you told as you were auditioning, hey, the, the main roles are available? Because I assume when people are going on audition, they don't traditionally think of going in as Bill and Ted. Because very often and for the first generation, I pretty much went. And then until you took over, it was largely often the same guys uh, in those kind of roles for, for long periods of time. Were you told, hey, the role of Ted is available? And you're like, hey, I, I look like this character potentially. I can make myself. What, what was that process like? Well, it was crazy because uh, for a couple of years I auditioned as Ted and I got a couple of callbacks, but um, but it was the same guy who did it. And he was great. He was great at it. Um, friends with him. I think he's a great actor. And um, there was one year, uh, I think it was when I, the year that I got it, he wasn't able to do it that year. Um, and I didn't know that. Every year when you audition, uh, they just put out a list of like what the characters that they're kind of looking for. Gotcha. But it's pretty open. Uh, you know, they don't really directly say like, you know, who they already have or who they're looking for. So, I mean, everybody goes and auditions and, um, and, you know, when you're at the callback audition, you see the other people there. Uh, so I was actually, I auditioned, I think my monologue was based off of like a Jonas brother or something like just something completely random and off the wall. And then I got a callback as Ted and I, you know, I figured why not let's do it. And, um, and I got it and I was, you know, beyond excited about it. Well, true. What is that audition process like? If you could break it down a, l- a little bit for people, because we've asked that, and and obviously it's a different for we've talked to a lot of people who do this character role, but we haven't really talked to anyone who does. What I guess you'd call, I guess, a, 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 almost a traditional character, being someone like you said, you go in there as Bill and Ted, or you go in there as someone that's recognizable. Is it you go in you like what people traditionally think of as like a, a film audition? Yeah, it's. Um it's insane because every year it's, it's completely different. Um, typically you walk in the room and there'll be a panel from, I don't know, sometimes it might be just two or three people. Uh, other times it might be upwards to like eight or nine. Um, you never know what you're getting yourself into when you go in there. And it's really scary because you walk into a room. Uh, it's usually like in the rehearsal hall area and you stand on an X and there's just a panel behind a table. Uh, it's kind of like an American Idol audition. Sure. And, and you go and you do your monologue and 
it, it's insane because you it, you have that tunnel vision the whole time where you're like, don't mess up, just stay in character. Uh, if you do mess up, just roll with the punches, just go with it, have fun. And uh, but it is completely frightening. <laughs> so, did you have to audition for Ted every every year? Yeah, yeah, every oh, year wow. I auditioned. Yeah, and um, and we'd have our, you know, we still got to go to the callback auditions and. Um, Callbacks are pretty crazy too because there's just a ton of people there for going for different characters. Uh, you learn a dance number. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it, it's not as intimidating as the initial audition, uh, but there are still you know a little little bit of a competition. Like uh, you, you're reading with other people in the same room uh, who are going for the same character, yeah. so it can it can get a little nerve wracking, <laughs> especially those two characters with Bill and Ted. Cause uh, you know, it's kind of odd when you think about Halloween Horror Nights, you do think of Jack and all these kind of icons have come back, but really uh, the only thing that's consistent every year is that you see Bill and Ted. Uh, so it's, it's odd that like, it's a different kind of role because it's not, there's you know, sometimes some of the characters reappear occasionally in the Bill and Ted show. You occasionally see a new icon, but every year Bill and Ted are presented and you know, that role is very unique to those characters did you feel ever like a pressure for each year to kind of live up to your previous performance? Uh, yeah, yeah. And not only that, but the people have done it before me. Um, a guy named Jason did it right before me. Um, James did it as well. Right. And another Jack. guy, Kevin. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's like, these are all incredibly talented people, you know, especially with James, like, you know, all that he's done, you know, throughout the parks, uh, so there's a lot to live up to. It's uh, I, I don't really compare myself to like the year I did it before. I just want to be the best, you know, Ted that I can be. I, I want to live on the legacy and make sure that I'm making everyone proud, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Were you a f- and this came in? And we we asked for some listener questions. I'm going to take some of those at the very end of this. But were you a fan yeah. of the franchise of Bill and Ted before? Or did you have to go back and kind of research these characters? Uh, I was. A huge fan, uh, definitely one of my favorite movies growing up. Um, I'd say, I, I'd say my my top five: Back to the Future and Bill and Ted's Excellent Halloween Adventure or Excellent Adventure. I, I'd say those are definitely like top two right there. <laughs> so to skip forward, because I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna do this to skip forward. It, you know, someone also asked, how was it like then riding out in the DeLorean this past year? Oh, it it completed it. Um, you had to walk doing, away. You had to walk yeah, away at that point. <laughs> doing the show for eight years, I was like, I don't know what else I can accomplish. Like, there's, it's a, it's a rare feeling when you're driving out in a DeLorean and there's pyro going off, and you look to your left and there's Bill and Doc Brown. <laughs> and then when we did it on that, there was a Wednesday. We did it on the same exact day that Marty McFly went to the future in the second movie. Uh, there's people in the crowd that are dressed like like Marty McFly, like we, we put in some, you know, back to the future jokes. We weren't supposed to, but (laughs) we did. And and it's one of those things where I was like, this will never happen again. Like something this special will, will never, you know, be recreated. And and the guy who played Ted or who who may still be playing Ted, um, how long were you with him and in that role together? Cause I knew for years that we, we saw you guys. Uh, oh, the guy that played Bill? Or played Bill. I'm sorry. You're Ted. Excuse me. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. reading my notes. I'm reading my notes wrong. Somehow I put that in my notes. I'm going to recut that. No one's going to know. Huh? Uh, so the guy who played Bill, you, you've had that relationship for a decent amount of time. Yeah, yeah. It's a funny story that you mentioned, uh, mentioned that. My first year, uh, Bill and Ted uh, meet Hellboy, uh, 2008, oh, the yeah. finale show. I completely lost it because the crowd went nuts. And I actually called Bill Ted in that last show. Like, <laughs> It was like at the very beginning of it, and I was like, "Oh boy, we're we're going downhill from here." But uh, but uh, yeah, uh, PJ and I, we we've had a great relationship. Uh, we've worked together for six years now. Um, 
I, our first night we met, it was, this was 2010. The first night we met, we did a, a, it was the film shoot for one of the videos that we had in the show. And it was like, all right, this is going to be your bill. And it's like two in the morning is when we're <laughs> filming this. So we're just kind of like, Hey, how's it going? It's like a awkward first date kind of thing. Sure. Um, but it's great. We hit it off right away. I remember at the callbacks, uh, he had a, a hot rod shirt on for like Roddy, Roddy Piper. And I'm a huge wrestling oh, fan. So am I. So am I. Yeah. Die hard. <laughs> so, so, uh, we read together at the callback audition and I was like, this is the guy, this is him, but you never know. You can never be sure. I, I wasn't even sure if I was going to get to play Ted again. That's, that's how the callback auditions go. I'm like, man, there were so many good people there. Um, and then lo and behold, like we met each other and we just hit it off right then and there. And you could feel that kind of chemistry between you guys. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the characters and a huge wrestling fan. Obviously Scott, Scotty Duhati, who who's yeah. on, he's on our show, but he, uh, he can't make it to, cause he's actually working back for the WWE. So his schedule is insane. We just saw <laughs> right. him, uh, he's booking for NXT now. So we were up in Louisville with him last week and it was awesome. We had a blast with him, but his schedule is just, he's just hard to nail down. Um, so, so I'm, I'm with you in the wrestling, in, in the wrestling love. I'm not going to lie that the, the audio test of this was listening to Jericho interview Bailey uh, on his podcast, uh, but it was what it was, you know, whatever. Uh, we often yeah. we often hear, though, um, as Halloween Horror Nights fans, especially from people like Mike, that things change throughout the year and through, throughout the year, throughout the process of, you know, when things are created to when they show up and even as the event goes on. Do you, did that right. at all happen during Bill and Ted? Did, were there tweaks that would happen throughout the show or stuff that would change from rehearsal or new jokes added because of pop culture events happening? Yeah, yeah, constantly. Uh, too many to mention, honestly. Like, I remember when um, when Mike Ayala was directing it and writing it, I remember the first day of rehearsals going there, and it would already be at, like, the 15th version of the show that they've written. Um, wow. And then, the like, they would keep giving me a scripts every time it changed. And I remember one year, like it ended up going to like 30, I don't know, 30 something versions of the show we had. Like it was insane. Uh, but yeah, it happens a lot, especially if, you know, things get popular. Um, you know, if a celebrity does something crazy and we're like, yep, that's definitely going in the show. Um, you know, sometimes jokes don't work as well or scenes don't work and Hey, we might cut it. They always say, you know, it's not because of the talent or the abilities, uh, of someone in the cast. If certain jokes aren't working, you know, or if we have something that's funnier or better then yeah. You know, we'll try it out. So that's that's the great thing about the show. It's constantly changing. Like after the show ends for the year, you'll never see that same show again. Yeah, which is pretty crazy in the theme park world. So everyone should go see it opening night and then closing night for sure. And makes and, and notice the differences each time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Things things constantly change, and and that's the beauty of it. It's uh, you know, you can see the the show a couple times throughout the run, and it could be you know have different versions of it. That's awesome. And I, I've noticed that. I've noticed that when I've gone recently and been like, that just happened a week ago. You know, that's <laughs> how, is this, how is this in the show? And and that does bring us to like sort of the, the rehearsal part of this because, again, we're just trying to – for the fans that listen to this, we all want to know as behind the scenes as possible. What is your <laughs> rehearsal schedule like when it comes down to this thing? Obviously, you know, the show premieres, you know, mid to late September. How long are you working on this show? Uh, too long. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, typically, like, they just had, I think, the callback auditions uh, within the last few weeks. Uh, typically, they have the cast chosen, I want to say, before July even ends or, like, wow. mid-July. And then rehearsals, uh, they tend to start, I want to say, around the second week of August. 
Um, but the, the, it seems like the schedule for, for Halloween Horror Nights keeps expanding each and every year where, you know, they add more weekends onto it. So, I mean, yeah, it seems like it starts earlier and earlier every year and then it ends later and later. So pretty soon we might see like a mashup between like, you know, a, a Christmas show and Bill and Ted or something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and I don't want to skip too far ahead, but is that one of the reasons why you decided, you know, I, you think you're, you're calling it quits this year for Ted? I, I mean, it's a hard schedule. Um, yeah. Rehearsals are typically five, five or six days a week, and um, and for me, I work a job during the day, so it's it's working two jobs. Uh, it's a lot, and you know, especially when you want to spend time with like your family or friends, like you you really don't get to see much of them. And um, and, and on that note, like you know, you get guys like Mike Ello or Jason Horn who are, you know, controlling a huge part of the, the event and uh, and they get even less time to spend time with their family right. and friends. So, I mean, I feel bad. Um, I wouldn't say it was a contributing factor. I mean, I, I do miss, you know, spending time with my family. and, and um, But it was something that I was able to maintain and to manage. Um, but it is a hard schedule. It's, it's definitely not easy by any means. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, you did have this kind of a special thing. I'm, I'm friendly with Mike and a lot of people that are working at Universal. Now, was it this year that you hosted sort of their award ceremony with was it with Beetlejuice or something like that? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, well, this past year, I hosted it with Beetlejuice. Yeah. Um, the year the year before, uh, PJ and I did it as Bill and Ted's. Um, Every year they have an award show for the entertainment uh, department. An internal award show for exactly, yeah. yeah. They they call it the Woodies, you know, based off of uh, you know Woody Woodpecker, right? And um, this year, uh, PJ actually got married about the week before. Um, I think it was like that day of the Woodies. He was going on his honeymoon. They originally had it for the day before, and which was fine. He was able to do it, but uh, they pushed it back and delayed it another day, and he wasn't able to do it. So. Uh, I think it was like probably the month before the event, they, they changed it up and said, you know, we're going to have uh, Ted and Beetlejuice host it, which was cool because uh, the guy that played Beetlejuice, uh, Jason, he was the guy that played Ted before me. So, oh, very cool. Yeah. So it was cool that like, you know, he kind of passed the torch on to me. And then like my last, you know, event as Ted was with him, which was, you know, it, it was crazy, but it was it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Well, it clearly shows that, that Universal you know, cares for you and cares for their talent in some ways because yeah. they invite you back for these kind of things to do the award shows. And even when I mean, Mike on, we mentioned that you, you may be popping on. He had nothing but incredible things to say. He was so excited. For, he, was, he was even excited for you to have your you know, August, September, and October off. Uh, <laughs> is that that kind of feeling from the team? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everyone there is great. And, um, you know, Mike Aiello was the director that, that first hired me on, so I've got nothing but the utmost respect and admiration for him. Uh, he gave me a chance. He he let me take the role and then make it my own, and it was nothing but praise the whole time. He he gave me constructive criticism when it was needed, and he pretty much helped you know the character you know evolve like he does with all these characters. And and he's been nothing but supportive. And same thing with uh, guys like Patrick Braillard or Jason Horn. Uh, Laura Wallace has been great as well. Sure. I mean, to, to take someone like me who has zero dance experience or skill <laughs> and to, to help them fake it every finale and mid-show dance uh, is an incredible feat upon itself. <laughs> well, we do have some listener questions. I want to get to them. But before we do, I just want to kind of wrap up this part of it. So you are yeah. you're hanging up the vest and the wig. <laughs> uh, you know what What did bring you, if you could touch a little bit to that decision, and then What's, what's next? People are asking because a lot of people are connected in the Halloween Horror Nights kind of community and want to be supportive. So I guess what's next in your in your career? 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, my big thing was the, the big contributing factor was uh, I ended up going back to school, um, getting into like some web design and web programming stuff. Um, and then I got accepted into this program with UCF and um, it's a night program. Gotcha. So, uh, so yeah, right there, I was kind of like, oh, it's going to kind of cut into it. And uh, I did some school before when I, when I did the role of Ted. Um, and it's a lot. I mean, if you're working like 80 hours a week and then trying to, you know, balance school on top of it, uh, that's, that's definitely yeah, a lot you're to crazy juggle. worn out, especially for such a <laughs> yeah. physical show. It's not like you're sitting at a computer for another four hours. It's, uh, yeah. you know, it's yeah. pretty rough. Exactly. And, um, and then like, kind of like we talked about earlier too, it's like, uh, I've, I've got a girlfriend who I, I actually met doing the show in 2010. She played Katy Perry and, uh, and things are getting more serious with us. You know, we're kind of looking towards our future and, uh, and so I was like, you know what, I, I wanted to do the show. If I, if I had my choice, I would do the show till I died. I mean, I love doing the show. Um, it's the craziest experience and, and you work with some of the most talented people. Uh, you perform in front of, in front of some of the greatest fans and, and people in general. And, you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I, like I said, I keep doing it as long as I could, if I could. I'd like to see like a 75 year old Ted come out. You know, that's, that's uh, when Bill and Ted, hey, well, Bill and Ted three inevitably happens and they've been saying it forever. When it inevitably happens, you, maybe you'll be at the age of Keanu Reeves or, or you'll be able to pull <laughs> off older Keanu Reeves and you come back. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when, <laughs> well, did, we did kind of post, Hey, zoom people have questions and a lot of people responded. So we're, we can kind of go through these pretty quick and yeah. uh, just talk about, cause, cause some of these people have some awesome questions for you and they've they've been like me been seeing you in this part for the better part of a decade and yeah. it, it comes an important part bill and ted you know i started going to the Halloween horror nights in 2001 and bill and ted's what brought me there i was such a huge fan of the franchise and this movies as a teenager that i was like i'm going to see bill and ted and i'll deal with the scary <laughs> stuff i end up falling in love with the whole thing but initially that's what got me there was bill and ted um so i think that's true for a lot of people so here's some some listener questions came in from rob uh, who actually I believe he runs like the Halloween Horror Nights uh, Facebook group, if you're a part of that. He said, uh, how close do all the members of the cast get? They all seem very close and friendly with one another, but is the bond really as it appears? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everyone gets close. When I first started in the show, it was weird because it was like a high school kind of thing where, where people kind of split off in their groups and cliques and stuff. Sure. Uh, but everyone was pretty open. Like um, I was intimidated by the whole thing because I was like, these are people that have been doing the show for years. Uh, you know, they're, they're cooler than I am. Like I, I can't dance. I'm not as funny as they are. Uh, but everyone was so welcoming and warm to it. And, um, and everyone gets so close. Like, you know, you're, it's not just a rehearsal process, but then doing the show every night and then it just ends and, you know, you miss your family that you right. had for, for those three months. Cause, cause everyone, you see each other every single day and you're around everyone so often, um, you know, you would think that there would be like animosity, like some reality show, but it's the exact, it's the exact opposite. Like from, from what I saw, everyone like comes closer and closer together. That becomes like a tight knit family. Yeah, it is amazing. I mean, I've worked on, I, I do film production. It's the same kind of thing. You'll spend three months with people and they do, they yeah. become, they become your family. And then when it is over, it is that like weird bit of depression. Cause there's some people <laughs> that like I was very close to, and I haven't talked to in 15 years. Cause it's just yeah. like the, it's just, or not 15 years, but close to that, uh, you know, where, where, you know, it's like an awesome relationship in the moment you have it in your family and things move on. But that's awesome to hear um, that it does kind of appeal. That way. I mean, I've been to a few finale shows and it always seems like there's uh, some fun happening there. And, oh, yeah. And, and always a blast. And I think someone asked that. So we'll, we'll get to those. This one came in from a lot of people. So Angeline, Ben and Jeffrey, and I think a few more since then asked, uh, was there a favorite year for you for Bill, the Bill and Ted show? Oh, man. 
Ah, uh, so that's tough. That's like choosing who your favorite child is. Uh, I I don't know because like each year stands out to me in its own special way. Like you mentioned with the uh, the DeLorean last year, like. Yeah. Like nothing will top that moment, but there have been other years. Like 2010 was a huge year. Uh, that was a, that was the first year PJ and I worked together. Uh, that's where I met my girlfriend. That was uh, Mike Aiello's last year doing it. Um, yeah, there's I certain think, aspects of it. Yeah, that, for your safety, I think that's a good one to say. Yeah, that was my, <laughs> my favorite. You met your girlfriend. You met, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No, uh, but but then also, you know, you have cool sets like uh, like 2010. We had the the rock star like stage. Uh, 2008, we had all the crates like it was from uh, Indiana Jones, and there was like jokes spray painted on them. Oh yeah. Uh, we also had like the the Circle 69 convenience store. Um, you know, the frat house. I mean, every year has its own elements. That, that make it stand out um it's hard to pick which one uh 2009 was a great year um i don't know if that would be my fair year so I, yeah that's a tough question I think that's a good enough answer. i think that's a good enough answer i don't think anyone <laughs> in your position could do that uh you know it's, it's one of those things that you live with it for so long uh this, yeah. this one's from scott this is also one that's oddly specific and um I have no idea if you have an answer for it. It's from Scott Rifkin. He said, "Was do you have a favorite joke or gag, or at least favorite joke or gag that happened throughout your your run?" <laughs> oh gosh, a favorite joke. That's a tough one. And maybe too. you could uh, even say a moment. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of times it was like the interview you had with Mike Aiello, where um, you know a lot of times the events kind of like run together. Bl- it's we, we call uh, it, yeah we call it the, the HHN blur. It's uh, yeah. It's, everyone talks about it, including the fans. Like we go, it's like I can barely recall where things end up together. <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah. I I'll feel bad because. Uh, you know, I'll be out somewhere and then like one of the songs from a finale, like in previous years will come on and somebody will be like, Oh my gosh, do you remember like the choreography to this? Or do you remember the song? And it completely slips in my mind. I'm like, Nope, I have no idea what the song is at all. And then, uh, and then somebody will start doing it, like doing the choreography. I'm like, Oh yeah, now I remember now it's coming back to me. But, uh, it's the same thing for like a lot of the jokes. Like there's so many funny like moments in the show and like, and stuff that's like in the script or stuff that we make up. And, and a lot of times it's like one of those where you're reminiscing and somebody's like, you remember that time when this right. happens, you know, Pepperidge Farms remembers, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we just need to get you and PJ to, we'll, we'll find some bootlegged videos and just do commentary tracks like, uh, oh, like seriously. the directors. Oh, that would be, we should, well, we should actually do that. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know they, I know they record the show like for their archives every year and it's like, we never get to see them. So like if we got to sit down with like a pack, you know, a 12 pack of beer, and just talk about the show that would be amazing <laughs> well we will make that happen next time in Orlando uh, because look they're all we're, look I'll be honest Halloween Horror Nights I love you guys Universal they all end up online somehow they all end up online <laughs> multi-camera productions I don't know how it, who's doing it if you guys are doing it who's doing it uh, but it all like this year 25 I've spoke a thousand times and I'm going to mention it again but I wasn't able to attend because of a bunch of reasons mainly I had <laughs> had twins and so on and so on um, congratulations but, no thank you uh, but I missed 25 and I, I regret that deeply but when when I uh, couldn't find it someone had recorded the audio and put it on YouTube so listen to audio and then just I was looking today and there is a like full on multi-camera production version <laughs> yeah. of 25 on there and I was like oh well there you go I'm just going to watch that down and I watched it, 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 uh, it you know it's happy to at least have me be able to talk about it to you uh, yeah. so so we'll do that we'll get you and PJ together and we'll uh, we'll have a party it'll be fun <laughs> yeah. I, I mean I, I love it I, I know like legal and like management hates it when they catch people like recording or taking pictures yeah. but i mean i love it it's my chance to like to see the show like yeah. we we get swung out sometimes there's a couple of years where i didn't get swung out at all so i wouldn't get to see the show um but 
but it's like now, like if I had an opportunity to get like swung out, I was like, yes, absolutely. I want to see the show. I want to see how things look like that's awesome. it's, it's, yeah, it's a different viewpoint and it's great. We enjoy it. And, and a lot of people, this is not one of those questions, but just remind me of it. A lot of people, and like I did, especially when I was a kid, not specifically with you, but as a kid met Bill and Ted after, got your picture with them. What's it like interacting with, with those people that uh, you traditionally wouldn't think of, of, and this is true of Halloween Horror Nights in general, you wouldn't think of a theme park stage show having fans. Uh, but what yeah. is it like meeting people like that? It's one of the best feelings. Um, you know, PJ and I, we would get done with a show. And each show is like upwards like 45 minutes. Right. And, and it's hot out. We're like drenched in sweat. And, and it's one of those things where like, um, you know, we're the only characters that can, can do a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one like really tells us to. We kind of just do it on our own. Like at, at this point, we're just like, you want to go out? All right, let's do it. And, uh, you know, peak nights, it's kind of tough because we do seven shows a night right. uh, with like 15 minute turnaround. But, um, but yeah, we love it. We love interacting with people. We love talking to them. Like people bring their kids out. There was a, there was a couple last year, they brought out like their infant, like their baby. And like, it was dressed like, like they had like little uh, Converse booties on and, and like a, I think it was like a Bill and Ted shirt or a Halloween Horror Night shirt on. And it was adorable. And it's great. Like we see a lot of people like that would come see the show over and over again. And we love seeing that. Like we love, you know, just talking to them because it's at that point where we're no longer Bill and Ted. It's like, hey, we're hanging out with friends. That's awesome. Um, we're just really sweaty and wearing microphones and, <laughs> and a wig. So, <laughs> and this is uh, another. That's awesome. There's another question that came in now from Nicholas. He said, "What was?" And then you can kind of summarize this well. It's another. What was the funniest? What was the best? What was the funniest thing that happened? Or, or maybe you can just remember a moment that happened on set live that wasn't planned or supposed to. Be. <laughs> uh, there's been a couple, um, you know, hiccups that we have. There's sometimes like. You know, you're on that sixth show of the night or seventh show of the night, and it's like a Saturday night at like two in the morning, and your mind is just gone. Um, so th- there's been a lot of times where, you know, we, we flub up some lines. Um, I'd say one moment that stands out this was a couple years ago when we had the uh, Camp Morningwood set. Um, it's the beginning of the show, and we have a character that played Taylor Swift. She comes out, and then I was supposed to walk to the back of the stage and find this book. Um, it was kind of like, uh, I forgot what movie was it off of, uh, I can't remember now, but, uh, basically she would read this book as, and it was like a spell and all of a sudden she became, uh, you know, possessed. Uh, so every show I would just walk back, you know, to the back of the set and grab a book. Well, one time it wasn't preset. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, we all kind of like, I don't know. We, we tried to keep our composure, but at the same time, we freaked out on the inside. Uh, I remember running to the back behind the set, and my mic was still on, so I was still trying to like drag it out somehow. And uh, I don't even remember what, what what kind of things I was saying. I, I think I said I'm. I don't know. I acted like I ran into like a lady backstage or something, just trying to have filler. While at the same time, I'm like kind of miming, like saying like, where is the book? Like <laughs> freaking out, like, but still trying to act like, hey, I'm Ted. This is completely normal. And, uh, and so that somebody, I think the, uh, the assistant stage manager like found the book and then ended up throwing it like on the side of the stage somewhere, just like completely like complete mayhem. Like one person found it, but the others are still looking for it. And it was, it was insane, but it was funny. All right. That's excellent. We've covered so many. That is a great story. I'm sure there are plenty of others. Uh, when it comes to this is, I'll just take one last listener question because a lot of these we've covered and I'm going to throw out thanks to Josh and Cody and Thomas who all suggested stuff that just came up. So I appreciate that. But the last question is from, uh, Lila or yeah, I believe Lila. Yep. Lila. She said, how would you say, uh, the experience was overall for you throughout the years? 
just it's a good, oh, good way to kind of bring it home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's crazy because it's pretty indescribable. Uh, it's a unique experience, uh, but it's one of the most amazing things I've ever experienced in my life. Um, that when we finally get to put on a first show, uh, you know, just to actually be able to perform the show in front of people, you know, it's not like empty bleachers and, sure. you know, your jokes, people are laughing at the jokes. Uh, it's great. And then when you get to that last show when like, you know, jokes that we've put in that we've like improv in that we kept in the show or, uh, you know, lines or songs like and, and people are reciting it back to you like in the crowd and, and just like the, the pure energy of the show and, and coming out there. um it's a feeling like no other. Like I just got goosebumps just even thinking about it. Um, it's amazing. I, I'm nothing, nothing but grateful for everyone who's who's ever supported the show, uh, who I've ever worked with. You know, whether cast or crew. Uh, there's a lot of people that take care of things that like that we don't even know about. There's customers that are helping out with quick changes that are unbelievable in the back. Um, all the lighting and and all the sound and video people. Uh, there's usually just one person that's doing each of those roles and they're doing it all night long. And it's a lot of work to, to be on your game every night and they rarely make a mistake. And when they do, you don't even notice it most of the time. Um, uh, so I'm nothing but grateful for everybody who's ever contributed to the show or I've ever worked with, um, who's ever even su- seen the show and supported it. Uh, it. It's an amazing experience that, you know, it sucks that it's over for me, but I'm incredibly happy to to get to witness it as a super fan now and to to be one of those people that gets to recite lines back with them. <laughs> well, any words to the to to future Ted? <laughs> Um, have fun. I mean, this is his character now. It's, it, I mean, I, I hope he doesn't think that he's got to act like me or act exactly like Keanu. It's, it's one of those things where, uh, there was a guy when I first started in the show, uh, this was maybe 2008, uh, Chris Worley, he was like, this is yours now. This is you, uh, you make it, you know, however you want. This is, this is yours to, to pretty much party with. So, uh, yeah, it, it, I can just say, you know, I'm nothing but proud to to be a part of the show, and uh, and I'm excited to see where it goes, and I'm excited to see who who gets to play Ted next, and and I'm happy for them. Well, that's ex- 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 sorry, I, I, you got me caught up. No, that was <laughs> that was awesome, Jason. I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to sit down and talk to us about you know one of our favorite things of Halloween Horror Nights each year. If it wasn't, it wouldn't keep coming back. So again, we really appreciate it. <laughs> Is there a way that you want people to interact with you or follow you or anything? Uh, I mean, I'm on, um, I'm on Instagram. I'm not like trying to promote it or anything. I like, I'm not going to have like, you know, crazy stuff on there. I'm on Instagram and, um, Snapchat as well. I can't remember my Snapchat name, but Instagram it's, uh, no, no, no Saj. So it's like Jason backwards with O N O N off of it. Um, but yeah, I'm on Facebook as well. Um, I'm always, you know, free to talk. I know on Reddit, I wanted to try to do like an AMA kind of thing. Um, but that's kind of like a smaller, like subreddit. So I haven't really heard much about that yet, but, um, yeah, I mean, anytime people want to talk about the show, I love the show. I had such a great time doing it. So, um, so yeah, so I mean, if anybody wants, has any questions about anything, I'm more than happy to answer what I can. I know there's probably some stuff that's, uh, that I'm limited to answer to, but, uh, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, awesome, man. Movie Uh, magic. Well, just uh, let us know, man, if, if there's something ever, if you get an acting gig, there's something you want to promote or just whatever you do in your business life, there's anything, uh, we're more than happy to be uh, to help out for your future. We really appreciate you coming on. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, Logan. It was uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully we can do it again sometime. Absolutely. And uh, hey, hey, for uh, I, I, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but you, you said it was a... Uh, 
it was a uh, a, a, a party. So <laughs> a, a, as I wrap it up, I say, hey, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. I had to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, thanks again to Jason for sticking around and talking to us for a while and having some fun with it. We, we had some tech issues up front. Uh, that's why it, you know, there's no real formal introduction because uh, you know, stuff had just happened, but it was fun. It, he, he dealt with me dealing with about 20 minutes of, of tech problems, and I can't thank him enough for being a part of the show and helping us out. And uh, I, I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. I, I, you know, hopefully we'll have on PJ, who's, who's Bill at some point, or some former Bills. I know he said he wanted to get together, Chris. He wants, he's like, I want to get a case of beer. And sit around and do commentary tracks of all the uh, all of the old shows. <laughs> <laughs> so you can sync them up to YouTube, and we could we could have some fun. So maybe we'll do that on some bonus shows uh, towards the end of the year when we have the the dark times. We, that's what we we're already starting to plan for the dark times. Yes. Uh, you have to, we have to we have to stockpile, uh, you know, for the times. Really, we got what? So the dark times of Halloween Horror Nights. See, we'll be recovering and still talking about twenty six until probably what like. December, I'd say probably because if we break down each house and such. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there is always with my site. I remember it was still pretty busy, sort of through Thanksgiving up towards Christmas, and it sort of died down a bit. And then, sort of in the new year, people were more interested. It sort of shot up yeah. again in the in the early spring. So, yeah, we're not going to go anywhere, folks. We're not seasonal here. Uh, we're, we will be with you throughout the whole year, but we'll deal with the dark times with some awesome guests and some bonus shows. We're not talking about that right now because we are under what are we? We're, we're if, look, if you're talking about months, we're under. We're, we're the next month is Halloween Horror Nights. Like we're this close. Uh, yeah, we are a month and a half, if that, from the first night of Halloween Horror Nights, and I'm getting excited, man. But I am ready for like the grand reveal. Like enough with the teases. Let's get because we are only. Eight weeks out, and I think what one rumor we kind of wanted to address also is we, you know, we we talked about the Penn and Teller thing earlier this year, and that rumor kind of still sticks around. I saw someone share your post about it a few weeks ago, not even a few, maybe a week ago, and that rumor we can kind of finally put to bed. Or can we? Or can we? No, really. All right, <laughs> uh, it'll still generate traffic, but in general, I think we would have known by now. Yeah, yeah, Penn yeah, and Teller. If, if, I'm pretty sure we'll not be at Halloween Horror Nights this year. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that's such a big name. They would have been promoting it more than eight weeks out. <laughs> maybe not, but it feels like that would be. So, I think maybe that's a rumor that we can kind of finally kill. I think a lot of the rumors, though, that are going around are very likely to be what we're going to see. What do you think? There, there is a new one that's been floating around in the last few okay. days. I don't know if you heard it. Um, the stage that's going up uh, initially for the rock event that's where... Yeah, Rock the Universe. Rock the Universe, which is where the stage was where uh, last year they had the Carnival Carnage show. Um, yes. The rumor is that there won't be a chances show. Yeah. Um, and that there will be some kind of Jabberwockies or some kind of dance or... Jabberwockies. Yeah. Great. I've seen the Jabberwockies open for the new kids on the block, weirdly enough. And um, look, I plan on doing everything at Halloween Horror Nights. We're doing an RIP tour, but they're a great dance group, but who cares? I don't know. I would have loved to have seen a chance show. I would have, uh, honestly, would have probably been one of the highlights of my night. And if that's true, that's sort of unfortunate, but we are getting a lot of great stuff. I guess maybe they thought, hey, we're giving chance a scare zone, giving chance a house. Chance maybe needs a break. (laughs) Yeah, that could be the idea. I mean, they were at, it. well, they were at Hollywood last year, and I know that the actual main group uh, are. I've got a residency at uh, the MGM Grand in Vegas. 
Yeah. So it might be like Blue Man Group where they franchise them off. I don't know. But. Right. Well, we'll see. I mean, I've only what third party shows up there been? I remember. I remember seeing um, Brian Bushwood. I think Brian was Bushwood. A, yeah. There's been very yeah, Pendragon. He was a he. Yeah, he was a magician, and that was fun because it kind of tied in. He was kind of a not a gross out magician, but he was like you know nailing stuff into his head kind of guy. So that was kind of tied in. It felt fun. Um, what else did you say there was? Uh, it was Pendragons. The other thing I was going to say, which uh, just completely off the top of the head, is there some kind of anniversary at the moment for Rocky Horror? It was Ro- – yeah, it's Rocky's – well, I guess it depends on when you kind of consider it. Uh, but no, Rocky came out in 1975. So it would be – this would be the 30 – yeah, it came out September of 1975. But they still are very much in the Rocky community celebrating it. So maybe maybe mm. we're going to get something. I um, They are doing that big show next year on Fox – the Rocky reboot or later in the year around Halloween. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the film and of the whole community behind it. But, and, but yeah, I guess there hasn't really been talk about the Rocky show coming back this year. Wasn't there last, wasn't there last year? Well, no, no, there wasn't. But to be honest with you, normally when it does come back, the auditions are usually quite specific for that. So yeah, we probably would have known by now. Yeah, so I, I think sadly Rocky's gone, and I enjoyed that over the time. But I think they can bring that back from time to time instead of doing it every year, and that's fine. I like Rocky, but it's no Bill and Ted. And honestly, you can see that version of Rocky Horror most weekends in in America, at least in almost every city. Uh, so it's not necessarily as much live audio, but you still get a lot of it. Um, so I don't know. That is what it is, and it was fun to see rocky because they let them be incredibly profane which was very odd it, you know, more so the bill and ted they, and they had kind of plants i would say that were kind of actors that were there to yell out horrible things at the at the screen and as i say but also when you see it at halloween horror nights you don't have to go with your suspenders on and you know all the <laughs> yeah, other true. You, can just, you can just walk in and you don't have to worry about being judged for not being crazy and uh you know just being a normal dude walking into rocky horror i've never I, the rocky community is pretty cool uh, but i but i i know what you mean so we'll keep an eye on that for you guys if we know more information about the stage show. But do you, can you say with pretty certainty there will be something other than Bill and Ted stage-wise? Oh, I, I, yeah. There's, there has to be. There has okay. to be. So they're going to do nine houses and two shows. So it'll be very similar, I guess, to, to twenty to 25 with that. So we'll just have to look out what it is. The interesting thing is at the moment, so I've just been told um, just before we recorded this, that the uh, HHN creative team are in London at the moment. Yes. Doing announcements. So I don't know if they're doing announcements for Halloween Horror Nights or it's for something else like Rock the, the Universe, you said earlier. Um, yeah, you know, so could, they, could they announce something while they're in London? Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I did see they were in London and doing a promotional tour for Halloween Horror Nights. I think it's the creative team along with Mike uh, to go talk about it because I think what you're saying, and this is just from – look, I can look at our numbers and see because we you know, now have thousands of listeners, which is awesome. And I, and I want to thank everybody who listens and sends us in their feedback. It's great. And, and please um, – you know, write us an iTunes review if you like the show, but even just message us and tell us. It really means a lot to us to know people are listening. We know they're listening because we can see the downloads, but we don't get to interact. You know, let us know. But you know, I see about 10 to 20% of our listeners are in the UK. Now, that is thankful. Also, happens to be that you're in the UK and you're out there promoting it to your friends and the people in your group. But I think there is a big interest in Halloween Horror Nights now uh, in Orlando travel again from, you know, fr- from, from, from your folk. <laughs> yeah, my my. <laughs> no, to be honest with you, uh, there's been a huge um, number of people from not just Britain but other places in Europe, uh, particularly Germany, um, 
uh, an island as well that yeah. uh, have been coming over since you know as far as I'm aware from my research, particularly the '90s and onwards. Um, there was a, a huge uh, article written by Orlando Sentinel back in uh, 2001 after 9/11 that said that thank God for the Europeans because oh, they really you know helped keep the event going yeah. when when the tourism really slacked off um, at the end of that year. Yeah. I, I could see. I lived there during that time, and that's absolutely the case. I mean, it was pretty mm. quiet, except for honestly, you could, and uh, honestly, British tourism and, and tourism from around the from Europe and in that area, mm. and some from from Brazil and South South America as well. But um, the majority of it was definitely I can tell there are still lots of uh, tourists coming from the UK, and it was nice. It was nice to see, it was, and it still it helped out that economy a lot and made that attraction what it is. But you know, maybe that's why. Maybe they see that there's an audience there, and they're there to promote. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, you know, it, it would be a first for them. I mean, they've, if you go back in time uh, with the event over the over the last few years, they've had specific deals for British people. They've, for a very long time, we've had our own British only uh, passes for the event and uh, for the, um, for the parks in general. Um, so, you know, marketing to us, it, you know, it's great. Bring it on. I want a British only uh, house. Only allowed if you show your, your driver's license from the UK. <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe you can bring a guest so you can sneak me in. But other than that, I, w- I want to see them really reach out because those guys are great. I mean, heck, half our RIP tour is coming over from the UK. So I, I get that totally, <laughs> uh, which is going to be fun. Uh, a bunch of Southerners and uh, and you guys. So it'll be fun. Well, I'm blessed. All right. Um, well, we'll keep you updated, guys, as information rolls in about Halloween Horror Nights 26. And like I said, if that announcement comes before we roll this episode out in the morning i'll tag the end of it if not that's gonna do it for halloween horn or that's gonna do it for scare zone halloween horror nights podcast for today uh, remember to please uh, tell your friends about the show and i told you earlier how to reach us on social media so i won't bore you with that again but you can go over to scarezone.com where you can find links to my other podcast ww today you can find in our other podcast of laughagram podcast uh, we got a whiskey podcast we got a dvc podcast now we got lots of shows and also um, you can find links to scott's ebay store and chris the book how's it doing man it's doing very well thanking you uh yeah sales are very good um very very pleased and you can still get it in time you can get it on amazon pretty much tomorrow so if you um you know want to get that book go over to our website or you can find it on amazon or however you get your books but if you want an easy one click way pretty much to do it go over to scarezone.com you'll see on the right hand side there's a picture of jack it says the complete survivor's guide to universal orlando's halloween horror nights uh, by Christopher Ripley with a nice forward by Julie Zimmerman. And make sure to check out the book. And it's a great way to support what we do here at ScareZone. Well, I think that's going to do it for today. Remember, keep your eyes closed and your ears open. And we will talk to you on the next show. This has been a production of Love All Browns Copyright 2016.